0: This is Talkback, 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309.
1: This is News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM, KGVO missoula's news and weather station
2: well good morning ladies and gentlemen and welcome to a brand new week of fabulous talkback shows talkback is brought to you this morning by phillips janitorial where they offer both residential and commercial cleaning it doesn't matter if it's a big job or a small job just give them a call they'll be happy to give you a free estimate or just come right over their number is 406-260-6617 also brought to you by brooklyn bagel and bakery come on by we did over the weekend and by the way, my wife had a delicious uh, cinnamon and uh, pumpernickel bake, uh, bagel rather with all the goodies and some schmear. Absolutely delicious. Actually, let me have a bite. Uh, Brooklyn Bagel and Bakery located out on North Reserve.
3: The views and opinions expressed on TalkBack are not those of the staff, management, or advertisers.
2: Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for TalkBack. And uh, the one and only Nick Christensen is waiting right over there. Hello, hello. Did I put that chair in your way? I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. I'm probably going to use it when Rob calls. Good, 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 good. All right. So here we are, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday. It's a brand new week. Uh, What an eventful week last week. (laughs) My goodness! It balloons flying. You know, I, I, I'm wondering if there is a psychic somewhere, right, that that said, sometime in early 2023, there will be a Russian air uh, weather surveillance balloon hovering over Malmstrom Air Force Base in Montana, and it will cause a nationwide panic. And people will go nuts. And uh, the you social mean, you mean Chinese, of course. Uh, Chi- R- what, what did I say? You said Russian. Oh, I'm sorry. Which probably I'm sorry. is coming next. <laughs> yeah, I don't know yet. <laughs> Chinese. Yeah. Sorry about that. I, I'm wondering why that never happened. Uh, what's What's wrong <laughs> with our psychics these days? They, they, there weren't any psychics that predicted the COVID pandemic, right? No, not, no, not well. that I remember, anyway.
4: Uh, guys are falling down yet. on
2: the job. I mean, uh, whatever happened to Creskin and all those guys? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
5: <laughs> you know the people we can really depend on—the psychics. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, not not a scam or anything like that.
2: No. All right. Anyway, so uh, our so they finally, in case you, in case you have been under a rock uh, for the weekend, you know the the balloon kind of hovered over Montana for a while. Then it kind of uh, I'm not sure if it meandered or if it
5: followed a. It kind of stayed in Billings, didn't it? Yeah, a a, a scheduled course,
2: uh, went through the Midwest, and I think there's some missile silos in the Midwest as well, and uh, anyway, they got all the pictures and everything they needed as far as I know, and then when it finally got to South Carolina, where it's just, you know, uh, I believe believe there's a naval base in, uh, in, I believe, in, in South Carolina, so... I don't know. Anyway, uh they finally <laughs> shot it down. There right? it is. Yeah. <laughs> they finally shot it down and that that was Saturday and so the entire nation was embroiled in this in this what to do about the balloon? Should we shoot it down? Should we not shoot it down? What's it doing up there? Uh, it's Chinese. We we, we they, they confirmed it was Chinese. Uh, is it taking pictures of uh, us in our in our bathrooms?
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, wh- wh- what what is it doing up there? It's so scary. Well, it's so anyway. dumb because I mean, <laughs> you know, there's satellites in the sky that can basically zoom in on our license plates from here. So it's like yeah. the 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 theory to have a balloon to. Gather intel. It's like, I, I don't know. The whole thing's bizarre. I I, I do not have the answers. I, if I did, I probably wouldn't be here right now. But.
2: So so so. Let's put it this way. Was it was it much ado about nothing? I mean, that is what. That's what uh, the the Pentagon spokesman, uh in his very offhanded way, basically inferred. This there's nothing to see here. You know, it kind of reminds me of that uh, Leslie Nielsen cop uh, a movie. Where he's standing in front of this crowd and behind him there's a burning building and bombs exploding and all this. He's not nothing to see. Nothing to see here. Go away.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing. Unfortunately, we can yeah. see it, right? Yeah. So I mean that was that was what caused everybody to yes. to react the way they did, and then you know it's it's over Montana, so obviously we're going to talk about it. So nope,
2: there it you go. Interesting. You know, All right, man. so we have some folks who want to call yeah. in. It's open phones. Yeah, we have Jason first. Jason's up first. Good morning, Jason, and thank you for holding, sir. What's on your mind?
0: Hey, good morning. So just a comment about the whole balloon thing. Um, it's I think it's a distraction away from some other things that were happening last week. The video on Pfizer, how they were mutating the covid virus uh hunter biden confirmed that his laptop was real last week everybody yep. already knew that but oh yeah he confirmed that so it could be a distraction the other thing is you know they said they were waiting till it was in a area where uh it wouldn't affect anybody if they shot it down <laughs> what if that had some type of uh, which montana right would have been great the yeah. Aleutian islands would have been great right um but what if that had some type of bio weapon on it when they shot it uh there was some white powder substance and i doubt it has talcum powder like a regular balloon does right so wonder what that powder was that they shot it and they thought that it would disperse over the ocean before it got to europe um you know there's other balloons that have been out there four months ago there was one that crashed outside of hawaii uh during this whole thing that was happening with us there was one over latin america so i don't know something's definitely up uh but i don't know is shooting it down over montana would have been the best decision
2: well, you know, uh, it, it wasn't, and so finally, was we shot down over South Carolina. So, uh, but at least our 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 politicians, Governor Gianforte, was on the Tucker Carlson show. He was also on Fox and Friends at least a couple of times. Ryan Zinke was on this program. Uh, Matt Rosendale, every, every government official you can possibly imagine, including our, I believe, our own. Uh, 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 House and Senate in the Montana legislature weighed in that, you know, official, you know, uh, statements and all that shame on China and that should have been shot down all those good things. So everybody had a chance to get their yeah, ya-ya's yeah. out. So
0: Def- definitely maybe uh, put Montana in a position that we might maybe want to have our own Air National Guard or something like that, that we could handle things ourselves. Um, did you see that something exploded over Billings? Yes,
2: yes, I saw that, um, but it, it, I don't know if it's been confirmed yet. It's exactly what that was. It was still under investigation. Our friend Aaron Flint over in Billings had a photo that he put up on his website that said this may or may not have something to do with going on in, in Billings. So.
0: Yeah, it, it was pretty interesting, and of course, everybody came out and denied it right away. So that means <laughs> something did happen. I don't know what.
2: The non-denial <laughs> denial. Great. All right. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. All right. Let's is uh, Jeff. Jeff. Good morning. You're on Talkback, sir. What's up?
6: Hey. Uh, nobody knows what the I I plan on calling in uh, for Rob, but I had to comment on this. Um, first of all, nobody knows what the payload was, and there's a lot of intelligence that you can gather that is not optical. And there's a lot of signals that are line of sight that you can't get except by being in close proximity. So bottom line, we don't know what the payload was, and to just dismiss it as inconsequential is ignorant. But I want to I want to provide some gentle criticism to you, Peter, Go for in it. the story. Um, I think you buried the lead. All because right. in the Tucker Carlson interview... Uh, Governor Gianforte said he didn't learn about it until it was uh, past Great Falls and over Billings. And uh, after 9-11, Montana stood up what was then the uh, Montana uh, Analysis and All Threat Intelligence Center. It's now the Montana uh, Analysis and Technical Information Center, the MATIC. And the purpose of the MATIC is to... Uh, as a fusion, an intelligence fusion center that supports the state, particularly the governor and the Department of Justice, our attorney general. And so my question would be, why didn't the MATIC, or when did the MATIC inform the government? And if it wasn't immediately, why did they delay? There was, you know, this was a threat to Montana. It was uh, discovered, well, over... in uh in Alaska uh, it traveled through Canada before it hit us i 'm sure the Matic knew about it. why didn 't they inform the Governor until uh it was over billings That to me seems like a uh, that, that that's something i i don't want to be too dramatic about it that 's a failure of the community. To inform leadership.
2: Well, that that's, that sounds um, like the that sounds like the intelligence community failed us there in that in that respect.
6: Right, and so um, and that falls under uh, uh, Attorney General Knudsen, who I admire greatly, but I think he needs to take a look at this and find out uh, just what was going on. Did he know about it, and did he did he um, say, ah, you know, it's not important enough to inform the governor yet, or did they not tell him? Uh, I don't know what the answer is. Uh, I'm just asking the question well, of I'll, why did yeah. our state fusion center fail to notify state officials until the balloon had gone hundreds of miles into the state.
2: Well, yours truly will be making some phone calls today about that. Thank you. Appreciate it. You betcha! Thank you, sir. And and gentle criticism, even not so gentle criticism, is just fine. We do the best we can here. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, we have Emmett, Kevin, and Susan all waiting on the line. And then at nine o'clock this morning, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the one and only Rob Nadelson will be joining us on the phone from the Independence Institute in Denver. We'll be right back.
7: Jackson he went-
5: be Here as soon as we can. This is your captain. We are going to be experiencing some slight turbulence. Please fasten your oh. Hold on, just got a video of my
6: cat. Imagine the pilot of an airplane was as confident as you are texting and driving. Seems kind of crazy when you put it like that.
8: Visit org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council.
2: Everybody wants to know what Jason has to say. Hey, it's Peter Christian from my friend Jason Baker and his Rise Realty team. Had a chance to visit with Jason recently, and here's what's going on in the market. Listen up.
9: The market started changing last January. I just got the uh, economic forecast from Goldman Sachs, who invests in our parent company. And the fact of the matter is that since then, it's been sliding. They estimate this year we're going to do two to two and a half million less transactions than we did in 2022, simply because of affordability.
2: I hope you were taking notes. Yes, indeed, there won't be a test later, but the test is when you decide whom to call to sell your home, you need to call Jason Baker at his Rise Realty team at 552-4443 or Google Jason at Jason Baker team and live the home selling dream by calling the Jason Baker team. Live
8: the home.
10: Call the Jason Baker team.
2: Go to okay, we are back on Talkback. 721-1290 is our number, and we're taking calls. Open phones. Emmett, you're up. Good morning.
10: Oh, thanks for taking my call. Well, I don't play, or take a lot of uh, stock in psychics, but this whole thing about the balloon, uh, first of all, I just, uh, a couple of points. Um, oh, I think it's it was just too late. They should have uh destroyed this thing a lot earlier just to send a message to China we're not going to be intimidated we're on the ball it, it looked like we didn't even know when the balloon had drifted over alaska we should have detected this earlier and not just um, had a lot of you know diddly-dallying about it makes us look weak and i think it was more the balloon is more to test our resolve or who knows what because they're gathering the intel but since you're a reporter i'd like to ask a question if you don't mind me opening a weird can of worms here on open phones, but there, there's been this story in the KPX News about a wrestling team out of somewhere in Montana, and some of the wrestlers were accused of sexual abuse on a bus or something. Well, my question is, according to the, the, the news report, um, something about they had restorative justice or something, why aren't the people that are accused of sexual abuse on the bus or whatever or hazing, why aren't they under arrest? I mean, I hate sex offenders. I can't stand them. I don't understand this restorative justice thing. I've never sexually assaulted anyone in my life, but if I did, I'd be in a lot more trouble than having to go to a, uh, okay, a I, course I, about restorative Okay, I
2: I have that right here. Uh, it's from it was from Kalispell. and it says uh-huh. and it says and I quote Uh, Two members of the Glacier High School wrestling team have been suspended from extracurricular activities for the remainder of the school year. One other student has received disciplinary action that has not been made publicly available following allegations of hazing and sexual assault, which were received uh, by the school. So that's 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 what I have in a a capsule form.
10: Interesting. Yeah, because, you know, sexual assault is a very touchy subject. And since it's a serious allegation, you have to know and state exactly what is being talked about here, because hugging and embracing is no sexual assault at all. So I just hope that if there really was a sexual assault, that the people face charges, not just some sort of restorative justice, because sexual assault is a very severe charge. It can't be made lightly. And it's about the worst crime you can do to anybody. But it's those are items. Sorry to open that can of worms on oh, open no. phones.
2: That's so. all right. That, that's why. That's uh, the, that's quintessential open phones, Emmett. That I appreciate it. Thanks for bringing that up. All right, let's move on. Uh, Kevin's up next. Good morning, Kevin. You're on Talkback. Hi.
3: Oh, good morning, uh, Peter Nick. Hey, um, you know the thing about what's going on with this uh, China spy balloon is I think there's a lot of people that are, first of all, outraged, and a lot of people are finding the actions that our government has done is uh, unacceptable and they're not going to tolerate it. Uh, you know, we have people hired uh, in charge of our government and they knew the balloon was coming long before and they've foreseen it coming to Alaska and with Intel, they could also tell where the air current was going to be. Um, you know, there's so many meteorologists around and they can also know what's going on they never gave anybody a heads up um and to me i am upset about it because it's basically dereliction of duty and you can go ahead and point from anybody in the pentagon all the way up to the head clown biden i am we are really upset about this because that balloon is traveling at I don't know, uh, what, 40 miles an hour or so, maybe in the current? Why did it take so long before anybody reacted? They should have done it over the Aleutian Islands. Let me tell you this. as I, I, If it takes us so long to take a, down a, a small balloon that's moving at 40, 50, 60 miles an hour, what about a nuclear missile? Do we have the capabilities at all? Do we? Because for what I've just seen in the last week, we don't. And I am so frightened for our country.
2: Kevin, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, Susan's up next. Good morning, Susan. You're on Talkback. Go ahead, please, ma'am.
11: Well, tagging along with what the gentleman before me just said, this was uh, actually, whether they collected the data or not, which I'm sure they did, this was an exercise by the Communist Chinese to see how the Biden administration reacted and the biden administration proved to the world that they are indecisive and weak and it's an embarrassment to the entire nation the entire world and it's actually terrifying to the uh, the rest of the world because with the united states weak as it is with biden the rest of the world that is good is in grave danger. And as Ryan Zinke so appropriately said, that he would himself shoot it down if he had the equipment, I too would have been willing to shoot it down in the Aleutian Islands. It was detected by our military equipment in Alaska the millisecond that it it was over there. And it should have been taken down in Alaska. Why it was allowed... To float across and you notice that it dipped down it didn't go floating hairy carry across our state states it deliberately went down to warren air force base in wyoming it went down to missouri it went deliberately across where we have very sensitive military equipment stored and so this was a deliberate balloon and It is horrific, and I suggested over the weekend to both Ryan Zinke and Matt Rosendale that they start proceedings immediately for impeachment. This is dereliction of duty. It is also a high crime and misdemeanor on the part of Joseph Biden.
2: Susan, thanks, thanks thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Perfect timing. We're up against a break. We have uh, Sandy, uh, Adrian, and Roger all wanting to visit with us. We're going to come right back after this. Individual rates. Our news talk time now, 8.52. Let's get right back to it. Sandra Vaseka joining us on the phone right now, our city councilor. Sandy, good morning.
1: Good morning. Um, there's a couple of things going on at council tonight that I wanted the public to be aware of. Yay. Um, I'll just hop right into it. So, um... There is one public hearing um, about the tourist home fee updates, where um, those are like vacation rentals, VRBOs, um, Airbnb, those type of things. Um, so they want to increase the um the registration fee um to four hundred and fifty dollars each year, and then the renewal will be four hundred and fifty dollars each year so um they want to change it from I believe it's sixty dollars for a first time um registration, so they want to increase that from sixty ish to four fifty and then currently the renewal is thirty ish dollars and they want to increase that to four fifty as well so there's that public hearing tonight um so if anybody has any um feelings about that, I recommend them come to council. Also, um, there's a couple of things that there's going to be a final vote on, and um, there is a resolution um, that um, the city uh, one, or that the city council um, is trying to put through to uh, support um, a bill in the legislature. Um, there's not a specific bill, but to support um, restoring local governments to the power to regulate singular, single-use plastics, they want to do this so that they can um, like, kind of put a ban on like. Uh, what are those uh, like straws um, water bottles uh, plastic bags so um, I I voted against that initially so um, that's going to be the final vote tonight as well and then um, there's the wonderful Higgins Avenue corridor um, planning project the final vote for that is um, tonight as well
2: all right now the preliminary vote was was the last week and it was 10 to 2 and you were one with that opposed right
1: Yes, um, John Contos and I did vote against that.
2: All right. Sandra, thank you so very much. It's always a pleasure. And uh, we wish more of our city counselors would call in and check in. We appreciate it. Thank you, ma'am.
1: Oh, I'll spread the word. And if anybody has any questions about um, what's going on tonight, um, please feel free to call me, 529-3851. And um, you can attend virtually or in person at 140 West Pine.
2: Excellent. Thank you, Sandra. All right, let's move along. Adrian's up next. Adrian, good morning. We've got about three minutes before we have to take a hard break. Go ahead, sir
12: hey thank you for having me sorry i know i'm sure you guys have heard so much about this balloon lately but i just find it really interesting i've seen a lot of jokes online about how everybody wants to shoot it down but what if it's a biological weapon of some sort you know why can't we just drag it out of there get it up there hook it up set it on a course of our choosing you know what i mean?
2: Oh, well, we well, we could always we could always snag it, fly it over China, and drop it there.
12: Here, <laughs> yeah, right. Take yeah, this I back, mean, yeah. I mean I, Look, I mean, I guess... We're, we're returning lost property. Yeah,
2: go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
12: No, you're good. I, I guess it's good that they waited until it was over the ocean, and that's, you know, speculable to some people, but, um, yeah, I just, I my first thought was, what's in the balloon? You know, I mean, of course, it can gather intel, but yeah i mean there's much more to it than that so just a just a quick point i guess i just thought a lot of people were making a joke out of it shoot it down and i mean i guess yeah shoot it down is a good thing and one aspect as far as you know we got to send a message but you know there there are other things to think about as well and maybe and maybe they investigated that already i don't know but so, yeah, that's my point of the day, I guess.
2: Adrian, we appreciate your call. Call us again, okay? Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks. thanks. All right. Look, we have about a minute and a half for Roger. Roger, you got 1 1 minute and 30 seconds, sir. What uh, go ahead, you're it.
3: Oh, good morning, gentlemen. Uh first off, for your edification, uh Peter, uh the naval base at uh, Charleston is uh basically just uh, tech stuff. Uh, all the ships have been moved out to Norfolk and Mayport. Okay. And there is a big Air Force base there in Charleston and a Boeing plant. Uh, now, under the uh balloon, uh, that thing has been tracked. The military's been tracking it. I know that because the uh, even if the balloon material was stealth, the uh, payload underneath was definitely not. Uh, and uh, you got member remember the military is run by civilians the Secretary of Defense, Secretary of Navy, Air Force, whatever, they're all civilians and a president. And uh, the last caller made a good point. Uh, didn't know if there was, uh, you know, about biological weapon. The Japanese, during World War II, uh, tried floating balloons over. They, uh, with explosives, trying to set forest fires. They also had a plan to to drop uh, fleas with uh, bubonic plague, which never happened, thank God. Wow. But, uh uh, the uh, uh, the whole thing is Roger there Roger we got about f-
2: we got about 15 seconds quickly
3: okay if it goes down below a certain elevation it would blow but uh, those instruments I'm sure we're collecting electronic signals radars uh, communications other stuff like that Roger okay, thanks. thanks thanks for Peter, the call
2: thanks. you bet and we're gonna come right back Rob Nadelson at the top of the hour weather brought. After
5: a few scattered snow or rain showers, it looks like a fairly routine start to our new week here in western Montana. Some scattered showers could linger into Monday morning, but generally we're expecting cloudy skies and high temperatures in the mid to upper 30s. Overnight lows should continue in the mid to upper 20s. With mostly cloudy skies into Tuesday, we could have a few sun breaks at times. We are tracking a disturbance that could bring us another shot of snow showers by Wednesday. In the Town Square
0: Weather Center, I'm Dennis Bragg. This is Talkback, 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309. This is News Talk KGVO, AM 1290
1: and 98.3 FM. KGVO, Missoula's news and weather station.
2: Hey, welcome everybody. We are back. Hour number two of Talkback is underway. Rob Nadelson will be joining us momentarily, but first got to tell you that, uh, that uh, talkback is brought to you this morning by Brooklyn Bagel and Bakery. My wife and I stopped by there on our shopping uh, on Saturday. Had a delicious bagel at cream cheese with the cinnamon cream cheese. Absolutely delicious. And uh, they're located, by the way, on North Reserve. So all your favorite New York bagels and pastries from Little Italy can be found right there at at uh, Brooklyn Bagel and Bakery. Also brought to you by Phillips Janitorial, offering a residential and commercial cleaning. And of course, whether it's a big job or a little job, it doesn't matter to the folks at phillips give him a call for a free estimate 260-6617
3: the views and opinions expressed on talkback are not those of the staff management or advertisers
2: okay we're back and we are uh, privileged to have with us on the on the phone once again uh, for his monthly visit our friend rob nadelson uh, from the independence institute in denver rob always a pleasure sir
13: well it's a pleasure on my end too and it was particularly so uh, not that long ago when i had an opportunity to be in studio with you guys.
2: You bet. We enjoyed that very, very much, as well as your lovely wife. It was good to have her in, in here as well.
13: Well, I, I like her there because she gives me the right answer.
2: <laughs> Does she kibitz? <laughs> <laughs> All right.
13: Well, like most husbands, uh, my experience is, whether I'm on radio or not, she provides me with the right answers
2: <laughs> yes that's a very wise thing to say very wise <laughs> all, right, all right so so let let I, I realize you probably weren't following this whole balloon thing as as the folks here in montana were because after all it traversed you know kind of uh, uh bisected yes. the state of montana Uh, uh, from, uh, I believe, northwest to southeast over Malmstrom Air Force Base, over Billings, and then down south uh, and then basically out through the Great Plains where it was finally shut down in South Carolina. I realize uh, there's not a whole lot of constitutional issues here, (laughs) or are there? I I mean, because uh, you've got... You know you've got sac you've got the President of the United states you've got the air force you've got the National guard you've got so many various entities that could be involved in this, and was wondering if you were looking at it from a higher constitutional view at all
13: <laughs> higher higher than the balloon yeah.
4: <laughs>
13: <laughs> uh the the major constitutional issue is that um Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution, which we call the Guarantee Clause, requires the federal government to protect the states against invasion. And I think probably this would qualify as an invasion. My question, which I'm sure many Americans also have, is <clears throat> why wasn't it shot down earlier? Now, the official answer, I guess, is that, um, is that it carried a payload and the payload could have fallen and hurt people. But, you know, if you've ever been in the area, uh, I don't know, around Jordan, Montana, you realize there's a lot of territory for something to come down without hurting people. So um, I look at the other side of it and I say how much information could have been transmitted from that balloon to, let's say, Chinese military uh, installations during the period it was traversing uh, the country. And I don't know that we'll know the answer to that without a congressional investigation, it's unfortunate that we would have to even have a congressional investigation on that issue since there is so much else that needs to be investigated.
2: Oh, I, I understand that. And uh, it, it just seems like I, the, 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 the indecision... That I saw on on the faces of the Pentagon people and and all the other officials who were well should we or shouldn't we I mean we could we can, we have the power, we have the authority i uh, will uh, it, it just seemed like there was a lot of dithering going on, and uh if if I was an enemy of America, I would say, ooh, that's very interesting, but i could
13: well, I could, you know, be, I could the, be totally wrong uh, the, the source of indec- indecision is understandable because we don't want this thing over our airspace and if knocking it down is going to cause innocent deaths. Well, that does create, uh, create a problem. Um, on the other hand, based upon my knowledge of the American West, I find it very hard to believe that they couldn't have, uh, knocked it down in an area where it likely would have fallen without harm, uh, even over land. Um, uh, again we we really don't we we really don't know um it is kind of an interesting shot across the bow uh by the communist chinese isn't it um they've been testing our current president for some t- some time and that this looks like
6: that
2: Yes, one one wondered what one wonders what a previous president or some a different president, perhaps Obama or Trump or whomever. Uh, there, there's no way to tell what they would have done uh, if this had happened on their watch. We just don't know.
13: Yeah, that's right. And part of the problem is that and let's be honest about this. We have a president who, uh, and by the way, there's a constitutional dimension to this too. Let me mention we have a we have a president who's obviously cognitively impaired. Um, One of the principles that the founders adopted in the constitution was they wanted an executive branch with one person at the top who would make all the decisions. Some people compared that to the uh, king of England at the time, but even the king of England did not have the kind of unified control over the executive branch that the founders envisioned for us. And why did they want to do that? Well, they wanted to c- concentrate power and responsibility in one person so everybody would know who was making the decisions and hold that person responsible for those decisions or give them the credit for them if they were good ones. Also, some of the writers at the time, um, including the, the the founder's favorite international law expert, Emma Vittel, uh, wrote at length about what happens when a king or other chief executive is not really in charge. His ministers run wild. They do all kinds of things that they shouldn't do because they ultimately don't have the responsibility. It's the guy at the top who's held responsible. And um, and, you, and you get times of bureaucratic indecision where um, uh, nobody at the top is making the, making the decision and therefore people are, are, are basically in, in a form of deadlock. I think that that is a problem that we have now. Whether it was the problem that, uh, that, that caused the delayed, delayed response to shooting down the balloon, I don't know, but there are other indications, all sorts of other indications, that we've got a situation where the, uh, the king is impaired and the king's ministers are sort of running wild without responsibility.
2: Very well said, Rob. We're going to take a quick break and the phone lines are filling up to to speak with you. We have Helen, Skip and Dave and one other individual uh, and several other phone lines open. Rob Nadelson from the Independence Institute is joining us and he'll be taking your phone calls when we return.
8: Weather brought. Hi, I'm Carson Cressley. Of all the resources in the world, kindness is the most precious. For more than 140 years, American Humane has been working to protect animals in disasters, on farms, on the silver screen, and in zoos and aquariums caring for the world's vanishing creatures. You can help, too, by making humane choices every day. Visit AmericanHumane.org for simple ways to build a more caring and compassionate world for all of us.
2: Okay, we're back on Talkback, 721-1290 is our number. Nick Christensen over there, he's been a busy guy, answering a whole lot of phone calls for our guest on the phone right now, who is Rob Nadelson. Uh, Let us go right to the phone and say good morning to Helen, who's been waiting the longest. Good morning, Helen. You're on Talkback with Rob. With
4: Rob. Hi, thank you for letting me talk. First, thanks to you, Peter, to Nick, the station, and to Professor Nadelson for allowing him to speak once a month because it really helps our citizens learn about the Constitution. Thank I you, just Barbara. wish it was required that our legislators m- would be, have to listen to Professor Nadelson when they're in the in legislature and afterwards when they return home. The reason I say this, about a week or so ago, I listened to the discussion of the state senators on the Convention of Bill and it failed all but one of the Democrats voted against it I expected that as they do not want their constituents to have the ability to stop the outrageous actions from the Biden administration and this Congress that is spending so wildly it's going to drive us into debt so that our country could eventually fail but Professor Nadelson more outrageous were the 10 Republicans who cited their reasons as to why they voted against the bill. It shows that they do not know the Constitution. Yet all of these people are voting on laws we have to live under. Let me give you two examples and then I'll shut up. State Senator Teresa Manzella stated that if the Convention of States were approved, delegates could throw out the Constitution and write another one to take its place. About two weeks ago, I heard former Senator Diane Sands make an outrageous claim that Congress could come into the convention, kick out the delegates, take over, and write all kinds of amendments like losing our Second Amendment rights. Please, sir, would you address these two claims and help educate all of us as to why this could not happen at a convention of states? Thank you.
2: Helen, thanks for the call. Wow, very interesting. Go ahead, Rob.
13: Well, thanks, Helen. <laughs> you know, I did serve as an advisor of some committees of the, of the Montana legislature from time to time. But after I was given the job at the University of Montana of teaching constitutional law, I discovered that when the um, orientation program that faculty members participated in with the legislature occurred, what the dean would do is he'd get some guy out of retirement to give the constitutional law le- lecture because he didn't want me giving the lecture to the, uh, uh, to the state legislators. Wow. Um, Alan, uh, quite a few decades ago, a campaign was begun by a group, we call them liberal establishment interests. They included academics. They included uh, the media. Uh, including the New York Times and the Washington Post. Uh, They included leading spokesmen, uh, like, for example, um, uh, Theodore Sorensen, the Kennedy speechwriter, and other people around the Kennedys, like Arthur Goldberg. And their campaign was basically to try to disable the Convention of States procedure in the Constitution by spreading disinformation about it, by telling people that... um, uh, all kinds of things that weren't, weren't true. And, uh, m- many of the people, uh, like Senator Manzella, who repeat this kind of stuff, may be unaware of the fact that what they're doing is they're simply serving as a mouthpiece for untruths made up by people who want to protect the, the federal government from, from any kind of citizen response. Um, and one, one, one good example is the claim that the convention could throw out the Constitution and start a do. There is zero evidence for that. Um, the convention operates under the Constitution. It's subject to the limits of the Constitution. And what these people don't know is we've got 200 years of of case law, ca- cases from the courts, including the Supreme Court, essentially saying that no assembly operating in the in the amendment process, can change the amendment process. Uh, if you read Article 5 itself, the amendment article, it says the amendments have to be to this constitution, this constitution. They, they, they can't throw it out, okay? Um, <laughs> I was amused about uh, a year and a half ago when a, a a spokesman for the John Birch Society said that, well, once you've got a constitutional convention, which of course this is not, once you've got a constitution. Constitutional Convention, uh, then um, uh, it could do anything, and the courts say so. And he, he cited the example of the Montana Constitutional Convention, which is really interesting because the Montana Constitutional Convention was limited. It was restricted by a case decided by the Montana Supreme Court, of which this guy wasn't unaware. So when you've got m- m- disinformation and it meets ignorance, you've got a very, very dangerous situation. And it's particularly true when this disinformation and ignorance is causing people uh, to not fix their, fix their own government. Uh, the opponents of this movement are doing a very, very grave disservice to American freedom. And they really need to, uh, they really need to examine what they're doing with themselves and with their God, frankly.
2: I will, I will tell you, Rob, that when, when I hear that word disinformation, immediately it goes to all the various charges that, with the Hunter Biden laptop, Russian disinformation, yep. and, and of course the charges against President Trump. Uh, are, is it from the Russians? Blah, blah, blah. That word disinformation is, is a highly uh, uh, active
13: word, if you will. It is an active word right now. Let's make a few distinctions. Information is accurate material misinformation is simply erroneous material. Disinformation is material which is spread deliberately knowing it's false. And so I use that term disinformation um, uh, advisedly because these people have been told again and again that there is a long history of convention of states and before that convention of colonies uh, being, uh, being convened, that none of them ever exceeded their authority, that there is a long history, a 200-year history of case law on this subject. Um, they've been told this again and again, and they've been provided the notes. You can go to the Article 5 Information Center website, which I moderate. It's all documented there. And they just continue to say the same thing without, dis- without regard. Um, I think it's partly, and I'm, I, do, I don't have direct proof of this, and maybe I'm cynical, but I think it's, it's partly um, uh, money-driven. We had a group here in Colorado that was sending out lies about the Convention of State movement. And when, when, when the head of the organization was asked why, he said, well, I don't know anything about the issue, but it raises good money, right? Wow. And so I, I think that that is what has been going on at a wider level. Now, as for Diane Sands, of course, she's a, a, a aligned with the far left. The far left doesn't want To to limit uh, government power. They want an all-powerful central government. George Soros is spending a lot of money on organizations like Common Cause, for example, and the ACLU so that they can oppose the Convention of States movement. Uh, Well, why is he doing that? Well, duh. (laughs) He doesn't want the federal government limited. So it's not a surprise, as Helen suggests, that left-wing Democrats would be against this. Hey, Rob, um, we're, we're, yeah.
2: we're, we're past a break and we've got sure. all, all the, our entire phone bank is full, but people wanted to talk with you. So we're gonna come right back and get as many calls in as we can in this hour. Skip, Dave and Andy are the first three will be up when we return right after this.
9: Thinking about retirement? Make sure a My Social Security account is a part of your plan. A My Social Security account gives you secure access to your personal earnings history and benefit status. You can find out if you're eligible to receive benefits, compare retirement benefit estimates at different ages or dates, View spousal benefit estimates and more. Plan for your future. Open a My Social Security account at SSA.gov slash my account. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.
2: Alrighty, it's uh, 925. Thanks for joining us on Talk Back. Of course, Rob Nadelson from the Independence Institute joining us. Skip is a regular caller for you, Rob. Skip, good morning. You're on with Mr. Nadelson. Go ahead.
14: Hi, Skip. How are you doing? Good morning, Rob. It's nice to hear your voice again, sir. You sound really clear, and I think you're getting younger or something.
13: So, I am getting I'm, younger. Um, in fact, in another four, four or five years, I'll be re-entering college.
14: How wonderful is that? My goodness. Can I come to <laughs> one of your questions when you graduate again? <laughs> so, I, I thought your answer to Helen's question was amazing and wonderful and comprehensive. Thank you. I almost may forget what I wanted to Ask you, and it has to do with our legislature. Right now is in session for three months, about two months and one week left. And out of every two years, there's so much stuff they're going they're going through. I mean, there's uh, are people that even you know, like uh, uh, McIlvray, is, is has another bill that's coming in, SJ seventy, uh, me, sorry SB seventy three, having to do with auditing the government. And then also Jason Ellsworth has a couple bills that are coming in that are important for uh, anybody that was will even be thinking about subdivisions or family transfers of properties. And then David Beattie has a couple coming in that uh, I think already made it through the House of Representatives that are going up to the Senate, uh, having to do with Election integrity at the machines with heavy penalties uh, and, uh, and auditing our, our own local election. Really important things for the future. So I'm asking, will you please encourage people while we have this three months to learn as much as they can about stuff that's possibly going to affect them? And also, sir, there's three or four important bills that will affect our state constitution up or down about things like the privacy in Article II. Okay, let's
2: let's let them answer those. Uh, The phone lines are full, Skip. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Go ahead, Rob.
13: Okay, well, my answer won't be very long. Uh, First, thank you, Skip, for the rundown. It is important. My experience with the Montana legislature was that every time it seemed a good bill was being offered... Uh, the bureaucracy and the unions and other special interests would bust people to Helena. And so the legislative committees would be looking at, you know, one or two proponents of the bill, and then a solid phalanx of maybe, you know, 150 opponents, uh, some of them on government time, uh, wanting to kill the bill. So if you are in um, favor of a good bill, You need to let your legislators know about it. The most effective way of doing it, of course, is to show up in person. The second most effective way to do it is a handwritten note. Not an email, a handwritten note sent by U.S. Mail.
6: Um, I'll I'll stop there.
2: All right. Sounds good. Let's move on. Uh, Dave's up next. Dave, thanks for holding. You're on with Rob Nadelson. Go ahead.
6: Yeah. Good morning.
13: First of all, about the balloon. Uh, You know, I heard i understand everyone has a right to opinion but a whole lot of people have already made their minds up about the the balloon uh when but i have questions when did the president know and what was the military's excuse for not telling him sooner and and dropping it in the water may have been a better way of doing it so there are a lot of questions out there but people made up their minds you know i i'd comment and say i would never want those people on a jury because they make up their minds way faster than they got uh, got the facts now on the your opinion that that the president is is uh, not up to snuff uh, I forget the word you used infirm't impaired I, I, didn't know you impaired. Yeah. I, I said impaired. impaired i didn't know
6: you were a doctor
13: impaired. but and then the third issue on on the constitution now there are a lot of Constitutionists be, uh that misdemeanors is not is a word all by itself. And you, your opinion is as good as theirs, but theirs is as good as yours. And you should voice that as your opinion. Thank you.
2: Okay, Dave, thanks for the call.
13: Okay, well, I was very clear that we don't know the reason why the balloon was allowed to, to, to traverse the entire length of the United States before it was shot down. Um, the military has a reason. We have no way at this point of of assessing the validity of that reason. That's why there's probably going to to be a a congressional investigation uh, into this. Uh, On the impairment of the president, uh, that is my opinion. Uh, It's based upon watching him uh, over, well, many, many times, let's just say.
2: All right. Let, uh, we're up against another break. We're going to come right back. We have, let's see, we have Andy, uh, Mar- uh, Wingnut, and Marilyn all waiting to visit with you. We're going to come right back. Rob Nadelson from the Independence Institute joining us uh, on the phone from, uh, from the Independence Institute in Denver. We're going to come right back with more right after this. Hey, we're back on TalkBack. 721-1290 is our number, and so many folks are taking advantage of that for the opportunity to talk with uh, Professor Rob Nadelson, Dr. Rob Nadelson, of course, with the Independence Institute. Andy's been waiting. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, It's, yes, Andy. Andy, good morning. You're on with Rob. Go ahead, sir.
9: Hi, Andy. Uh, Good morning, Rob. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Um, At the beginning of of the uh, 9 o'clock hour, Rob had mentioned... um, did he thought that China was testing uh, Biden with uh, uh, flying this over? It, it, did I get that right? Kind of testing his his metal?
13: Yeah, that's an inference from what's what's happening.
9: All right. So, what do you think the Chinese thought of uh, the Trump administration when uh, there were three, at least three balloons that went over during his time in office, and he didn't shoot any of those down? So it looks to me, and Biden's first instinct was to uh, to shoot it down, and the military stepped in and said, "Hey, you know, the civilians could get hurt." But now, when when that was going on, when Trump uh, was in office, and three balloons went over, none of them were shot shot down, and we weren't made aware of that. What do you think that says to the Chinese?
13: Well, maybe they were trying to test Trump too.
9: And and what do you think that that how do you think that would show what, what do you think they, they thought of that? Do you think they thought he was weak? Like you like you inferred uh that Chinese thought Biden was weak?
13: No, I didn't say I didn't say what the Chinese thought. I said I thought that the Chinese were testing Biden as they test every president.
9: And and if, what do you, what do you think about uh Trump not shooting it down? That certainly looks I mean, every, all the Republicans are coming down on on Biden for being weak. Well, right? if I may, if I may he, he interject go.
2: here, uh, President Trump has claimed. Uh, I saw the headline this morning that he didn't know anything about those three balloon flights. So there you go. Uh, you can take that for what what you whatever you think it's worth.
13: Yeah, I have no way. I
9: don't. Th- I don't think I, that's it's worth. A
13: very, it's a very good point. We have no way of, of sorting that out. I mean, we have no yeah, way so of knowing what the Chinese communist leadership thinks of Joe Biden. But we do know that, traditionally, authoritarian governments test presidents from time to time, you know, just like any bully does. You know, you kind of you push the line and see what you can do.
9: Um, so what if they
13: we, thought of Trump's non-response, if, I don't know.
9: Well, what do you think? But, but most Republicans, and I think you inferred... you earlier in the show you, that Biden's weak. So no, why do you infer now?
13: I, I said I think that he's impaired. Let me give you one example okay, so, of where I think Biden made the correct call. Biden was in an interview, and he was asked whether if the, United, if the Chinese launched a, an invasion of Taiwan, the United States would respond militarily. And he said yes. And he was asked a second time uh would would you, do you do you mean we would respond militarily and he said yes, that was the correct response because ambiguity in a similar situation helped helped to bring on the Korean War interestingly enough, though the Biden team tried to walk back his comments, and that um, so there is often a uh, a disconnect with between what Biden seems to want and what his team seems to want. And I think that the, uh, uh, the supposition that he is impaired understands, uh, explains partly what is going on in the Biden administration. Why you see this, uh, this motif again and again of Biden will make a statement and then they sort of have to walk it back. Or people will make a move that quickly has to be reversed. A strong president would not allow that to happen. A, st- uh, a, a strong, strong president, president would wa- would not allow that to happen. Would want words, to shoot down, if, would if, want if, to shoot if,
9: down that balloon.
13: No, no, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is well, that if uh, you have a strong president and his staff starts wa- walking back what he said, a strong president's going to fire those staff members.
9: I think your inference that that Biden is weak... Or somehow incapable because he did not shoot down that that uh, that balloon. No, that, and, that's Andy, not what I'm Andy, implying. Andy,
13: at, Andy I, I we, guess, we, this, we pretty much. Andy, that's the, not what I'm yeah. implying at all. Yeah.
0: what I'm implying is that's number what one. Infer. What I'm
13: saying is number that's one. The attorneys are testing Biden as they always are, and I'm saying that I believe that Biden is impaired, and that therefore exp- that explains some of the indecision or uh, or or. Uh, contradictory eddies that you see in his administration
2: and andy we've gone around the barn several times on this so thanks for the call let's move on uh i believe it's maryland maryland good morning you're on talk back with rob go ahead please uh, Hi, good
8: morning good morning so there's a ton of evidence out there that this person in the white house is a traitor he has he's been bought and sold he's a foreign agent connected to China, Russia, Ukraine, Albania, the Sinaloa cartel. So, you know, and this this crock of stuff that he was concerned about, you know, some innocent lives being lost over Montana, if he would have shot that thing down. Baloney! The deaths that are happening across the border, and with the fentanyl and the babies in the womb by the thousands. He doesn't care about life. So I want to know... Uh, Oh, and the Constitution, you know, the people need to get more informed about the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution and remove this guy as a traitor and the people that are running him because that is what they are. And he's not only weak and feeble, he's corrupt, he's a criminal, and why he is even still in the White House is beyond me it's our congress it's weak and the people of america that are weak and the media that are corrupt we need to be demanding he resign or take him out as a traitor this is beyond me what is
13: happening to our country and look
2: look, look, maryland thanks for the call Go, go ahead rob
13: don't go don't run to the opposite extreme joe biden is not a traitor okay uh the definition of treason is in the u.s constitution read it okay and read the history surrounding it. A traitor is somebody who actively particip- actively engages with a foreign country, a foreign enemy, and a foreign invasion. Um, something like what uh, Jane Fonda did during the during the uh, uh, during the uh, Vietnam War. That was treason. What Joe, what Joe Biden is doing is he's making poor decisions in my view, and in some cases he's not he's not making any decisions and allowing the people under him to. Uh, uh, to go off in different directions. Uh, let me remind you also that if he, he would be impeached and removed from office, which, of course, isn't going to happen, uh, the person who would be replace him, frankly, uh, would be no better. I mean, that's simply, that's simply the reality. The thing to do is to ensure that there is a good nominee, Republican nominee, to run against Joe Biden in 2014. And the other thing to do is to, I'll circle back to the, convention of states issue is to find a way that to reduce the overweening power of the federal government so that when you do get a poor president uh he has less ability to to uh, to ruin the country
2: and with that we're up against another break and we have uh mr wingnut we have eric and fawn i believe a first-time caller so we're going to come right back rob nadelson uh, kind enough to join us for this hour from the independence
5: institute back after this mm-hmm. Lorraine knew she wanted to adopt a teenager from foster care.
1: I love teenagers. I think it adds an element of fun because you can really do activities as a family that everybody loves.
5: The Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption believes you're never too old for family. More than 20,000 children in the U.S. are at risk of aging out of foster care without a family. Learn how you can help at DaveThomasFoundation.org.
2: Hey, thanks for joining us on this Monday edition of Talk Back on this February 6th. Rob Nadelson is with us from the Independence Institute in Denver. Let's move on I get Mr. Wingnut on the line. Mr. Nutt, good morning. You're on with Rob.
15: Well, good morning. I greatly appreciate you taking the time to visit with us, Dr. Nadelson. And for uh, your answer to right. And By
13: the way, uh, just to clarify for you and for Peter, I'm, I'm not a real doctor, okay? <laughs> Dr. Nadelson is my brother. He practices... <laughs> He he practices obstetrics in Salmon, Idaho. Uh, does a really good job there, but uh, the one doctor is enough. I'm Rob, okay?
15: All right. <laughs> salmon is a neat place, too. Um, it is. It, anyway, and especially your answer to uh, Helen's Convention of States uh, question. But so I kind of want to take a right-hand turn here and talk about the Fourth Amendment. I had this random thought this morning as how come the fourth you know we have agencies that are uh, in in the habit of they've turned from law enforcement industries into surveillance agencies and are collecting vast uh, amounts of our personal data and this will be especially true when we uh, now that we're on the threshold of uh, central bank digital currencies and so I'm, my question is in what are your thoughts about the Fourth Amendment? and the government collecting our uh, personal data without a probable cause, and us being secure in our person's houses, papers, and effects. That's my question. Thanks for the call.
13: Uh, I can't give you a definitive answer on this. Let me just tell you what the problem is. First off, the Fourth Amendment, people often ask me whether we have a living constitution or, or a fixed constitution. And that is and, and the answer is that some parts of the constitution are are essentially designed to be living. They're designed to be very flexible. And one of those is the 4th Amendment. The 4th Amendment essentially assigns to the courts the responsibility of determining whether a search is reasonable or not. Well, the 4th Amendment, as you know, was drafted and passed at a time when electronic surveillance didn't exist. And so what's been happening is the courts have been trying to resolve <laughs> the issues of electronic surveillance on a, a case-by-case basis, which is which can be a slow procedure. So we know, for example, that flying over somebody's house and using infrared to inspect what's inside the house, that's a violation of the Fourth Amendment, not because the founders thought um, – <laughs> thought that thought anything about infrared uh, 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 search procedures, but because the courts have decided that's an unreasonable procedure. Um, so the, the problem fundamentally is the the courts have been lagging behind the technology. They they can't really seem to keep up with all the additional ways that the government has to snoop on us. Um, there is another related political, it's not a constitutional, but there's a related political problem, and that is it's sometimes hard to cobble together a, um, a, a majority in Congress or in state legislatures for dealing with electronic s- surveillance issues. Um, you, on the left, you have a few civil libertarians, but most people on the left are all for government doing pretty much whatever it wants. And then on the right, you've got a lot of people who are really concerned about national security. And while they normally don't care for government, they tend to look, up, tend to look more favorably about government surveillance. And so you, you don't often get a true civil libertarian majority in Congress or the uh or the state legislatures and so once again the whole thing winds up defaulting to the courts which really are lagging behind the technological advances uh, in in deciding what is and what isn't permissible
2: all right let's move on Uh, i believe yes we have time to take another call before we have a break eric has been waiting the longest eric thank you for your patience uh you're on with rob nadelson please go ahead sir
7: hi eric thank you hi hi rob um this might be a little confrontational. I hope you're able to bear it. Um, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs>
14: um,
7: I actually agree with Teresa Manziel. Um, I don't think a convention of states will do anything. You have lawless people, and adding a few more laws is not going to do anything. We are actually have the structures in place to take care of this. We just don't have the political will. Our states, our governors could do things, but they do not have the political will. Uh, You brought up concerning this that we should get in touch with our God if we don't come down on your side of the issue. I believe those are your words. And I would suggest that the only access one has to God is through the person of Jesus Christ. And if you are trying to access God outside of Jesus Christ, you're committing idolatry. Okay, well, Does
13: that um, make sense? Let, me, let me respond to those in inverse
7: order. Could I have one more thing I'd, I'd like to say? All right, go um, ahead. The, so there's far, you're, you're saying that Joe Biden is not a, a traitor. I would suggest that all of them are traitors. They are all enslaved to the banking cartel that is not a part of the federal government. It is a private entity, and it's controlled not only through in this country, but in foreign countries. And so we have a system of banking that allows them to spend money unlimitedly. And there's my comment.
2: All right. Tell you what, Rob, okay. uh, if you don't mind, uh, we're up against a break here. I, I know there's a lot okay. there in what Eric had to say. So uh, we'll let you comment on that. After this one-minute timeout, we'll be right back after this. How's your job to
10: school?
1: Let me tell you. I had to get my iced coffee first. I just can't seem to put it down. My favorite rapper just announced a tour. My phone was buzzing like crazy. I'm so excited. I had to text all my friends right then to talk about it. Then someone started calling me and...
8: Let's try that again.
15: I turned my phone off right away. I never drive distracted.
8: Visit stoptextstoprex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project
13: Yellow Light, and the Ad Council.
2: Okay, we're back on talkback. Eric had uh, quite the soliloquy there, Rob. Uh, it's all yours, sir. Go ahead.
13: Well, first off, um, regarding convention of states, when I say that the, uh, some of the opponents need to get in touch with their with their God. Um, I'm, ref- I'm not referring to those who are genuinely perplexed regarding the situation or just don't know much about it, but those who have been given information that directly contradicts what they uh, claim to say and ne- nevertheless continue to repeat inaccurate information uh, again and again to try to uh, prevent the people from raiding in the federal government. Um, as for eric's point about uh, you know amendments won't make any difference eric i've got several articles on the er- article 5 information website uh, addressing that uh suffice to say that amendments have always made a difference they've made a huge difference and they also uh restructure or strengthen political will well, let me give you an example if a special if a if a um, lobbyist for a special interest comes to a congressman today and says you know, we want you to pass this program to give us $10 billion, uh, the congressman doesn't have much of an excuse. But on the other hand, if there's a balanced budget amendment in effect, a balanced budget rule, the congressman, congressman can say to the person, you know, unfortunately we've got this balanced budget thing, and, uh, and, and the priorities have already been set. I'd like to be able to help you, but I can't. It's a very – a constitutional provision can set up a very, very different – political dynamic which explains why uh <laughs> explains why 200 years after passing the bill of rights uh the it, the bill of rights is still largely in effect on the issue of treason when the founders met they were aware of a long history in England whereby political opponents would simply refer to each other as traitors right and if you if you got enough control of parliament you could label your opponents as traitors and uh, and uh, convict them, try them, convict them either in Parliament or in the courts and then have them drawn quartered. One of the one of the things that the founders made a priority and they wrote it into the Constitution was to provide a narrow definition of treason so that we're not in a situation where Democrats are calling Republicans traitors for, for policy differences and Republicans are not doing this the same to Democrats. We need to be very careful about the way we... Uh, throw that word around treason. a policy dif- difference is not treason, even corruption is not uh, is not generally treason. Treason is an extremely serious capital crime which the founders justifiably uh, uh, created it, it, uh, provided a narrow definition for. Uh, as for Eric's theological comments, obviously I'm Jewish, I disagree with his theology, uh, but this is not a show about theology, and so I'm going to let that pass.
2: All right, right, let's. Uh, we have about two, four minutes left, so Emmett, I think you may be our last caller with Rob Nadelson, go ahead
10: oh thanks i 'm sorry if of fond of the new caller couldn 't come on, or whatever ever happened, I would have liked to heard her comments. but I do have a, a short question, and it 's about jane Fonda i I was a baby during the Vietnam War, so i don 't know what happened with Jane Fonda. What did she do that was treasonous, or I mean go to vietnam i 'm not kind of confused. I need the history because I would have been protesting peacefully the Vietnam War and the draft had I lived as a teenager in that time. <laughs> And
2: you know that's not treason. But did, did Jane? Well, I think we 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 lost. What, What's up? We lost, oh, Rob. We we lost we, Rob. We lost
5: Rob, but Rob's back now. Oh, so. okay.
2: Uh, Rob, are you back with us? I am. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, Emmett was asking about Jane Fonda. Yes. What? What exactly did she do that you termed as treasonous?
13: Oh, um, treason is providing direct support for an enemy in, in, involved in. Um, Uh, involved in active hostilities against the United States.
2: I think it's called Uh, called providing aid and comfort to the enemy, right?
13: That's right. That's right. Uh, And so it's uh, aiding an invading army or aiding an enemy in a time of war. The Vietnam War was, although people say it was undeclared, it was de facto declared because of the Tonkin Gulf Resolution. She went over to North Vietnam. She, uh, As I recall, she made um, broadcasts. Uh, supporting the North Vietnamese cause. She called for North Vietnamese victory. She used her celebrity and her ability to gather attention to uh, aid, to give direct aid and comfort to an enemy with which we were engaged in active hostilities. Uh, she was never ac- ac- formally accused or tried of treason, but in my book what she did was treason.
2: All right, we have exactly two, uh, about two and a half minutes left, Rob. It is all yours. We're done with phones. So uh, t- tell us what you're working on and how we can get more information about uh, finding out what you do.
13: Well, um, of course, I write every week, sometimes more often, for the Epic Times newspaper. I'm currently involved in a series uh, called Ideas That Form the Constitution that actually goes back and examines. Uh, the uh, the contributions of the the thinkers, the the idea people that the that the founders relied on in writing the Constitution. I mean, John Locke would be a famous example. He's he's the uh, the feature this week, but the series goes all the way back to Socrates, actually, and will continue uh, right up to the founding era. I've just been given a commission for the ep- from the Epic Times to do another series on individual founders and how they contributed to the Constitution. People tend to think, you know, well, James Madison. But actually the Constitution differed somewhat from James Madison's views. There were other founders who contributed at uh, very nearly as much to make the document what it was, people like what it became. People like Edmund Randolph and and um, uh, and uh, Roger Sherman and uh, John Dickinson, and so So the series will actually profile those folks. Uh, In addition, all of the things I write uh, are posted at independenceinstitute.org, the web page of the Independence Institute.
2: Excellent. Rob, as always, thank you so much for being with us. It's always a pleasure to have you, and we appreciate you taking all these calls today.
13: Thank you. I always love to talk to Montanans.
2: All right. It's a high point for all of us. We appreciate it. Thanks, Rob. Have a great day. All right. So, uh, what's coming up on tomorrow's fabulous program, Mr. Nick?
5: Uh, global Hotspots with Mirrod Ikea and Michael Mayer.
2: All right. So, there you go, folks. Uh, <laughs> it's not that there's nothing going on around
5: the world. I think we're probably going to talk about <laughs> Yeah, I think we'll probably talk more about the balloon tomorrow. Uh, it could be.
2: Guess. It could be. I think it'd be very interesting. I want to say thank you to, by the way, all your calls. You guys were great. Uh, You're all polite. You're all respectful. We appreciate that. And uh, that's what sets talk back apart from a lot of other shows it's not a lot of name calling and yelling it's basically a thoughtful conversation and and that's that's on you and we appreciate that you guys get out there and have a great day and it's getting warmer and warmer hopefully spring's on the way we'll see you tomorrow morning bright and early at six o'clock for montana morning